whether or not we acknowledge it, we've inherited these systems that that train us from a tender, tender age to outsource our authority. And we are off. Oh. Welcome to the Kindness Economy Podcast. I'm looking at the camera. I'm looking at the where wave. Where we talk about doing business from the heart outward, where we also do our own studio work. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Today we are here to talk about authority. I am one of your hosts. My name is Rebecca. My name is Courtney. And to kick it off, just like, how are you? What's going on? Oh, this week has hit me in the face like a brick. Yeah, um, I've started... Three different classes. One of those classes has a lab, so there's like four sessions I'm cramming into a week. Um, there's lots of reading around things. I'm doing this. I'm still handling my client load. And it's to the point now where I'm doing so many things that I'm just focused on the next step. And I'd almost say I'm in this weird state of like flow. Like I'm not even thinking. I'm just like, what comes next? Okay, that's done. What's next? All right, what's next? It's interesting. You're a being of magic and light. <laughs> I and am, coffee. Ugh. I'm also taking too many classes. I, I, <laughs> I love Seth Godin and I've signed up for his stuff. And I, I, uh, neuroatypical is a thing where you would do things and it doesn't make sense because you don't read things. And I didn't read the thing. And so I signed up for a class, which was not the class that I thought I was signing up for, but I liked it. And so I'm like there and I'm like, oh, this is great. And then the class that I wanted came along and I was like, oh, I still want that. <laughs> and now I'm in two classes in addition to all my manga reading, which just like my friends last night were like, dude, dude, you're like in school. Mm. I was like, yeah, 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 I, I kind of am. Mm -hmm. mm, tasty school and at home i uh in the in the in the spirit of authority which is our conversation for today at home i am teaching my children to stay in touch with their own sense of inner authority that like as a culture i'm gonna say white supremacy puts us in a position where we are very quick to outsource our authority and I make sure that my children keep that inner sense of they know what's right from wrong their body will tell them and I do my absolute best to make sure that they stay in touch with that to the best of my ability even though like the second they get to school they care way more about what their friends want and think than anything happening in their bodies that's <laughs> whatever maybe futile I mean that's what happens so what's your resource for this week? Mm, my resource? All the reading I'm doing for class. Um, I'm actually reading a book. I'm doing uh, productivity coaching. So the book I'm reading and is like taking up my days and nights is called The Productivity Chain by Casey Moore. Um, and that is the instructor for one of the classes I'm taking and the lab that I'm doing the class for. And it views productivity not as this thing that exists, but more as this chain of skills that you have, that you develop, and you're stronger in some and weaker in some, and they kind of fluctuate. So determining what those different pieces are and how they fit together. It's really fascinating. That's like my jam right now. 
I my book this week is um, is David and Goliath by Malcolm Gladwell, and he's a super smart dude. He's very incredible storyteller, and I feel like there's a thing that happens to academics where they get this sort of uh, a version of a Pollyanna view on reality, where like they have calculated things and they see things moving in a positive direction and they have this like optimism that I feel like sometimes glosses over the reality of humans that are in those numbers. And he does a good job of picking stories that are beautiful and poignant and, and stuff like that. But there's a lot, a lot of people that represent those stories a lot more than he could possibly fit into any book. And I don't think it's a matter of an intentional leaving out of stuff, but you just only have so many pages. So it can be something that comes up for me when I'm reading his stuff. Like he's super smart. And this book, David and Goliath, goes really into the ways that authority shifts over time. And sometimes I think it sort of glosses over the real mortal impact of the work that needs to be done to shift culture sometimes. So yeah you know authority it's an easy conversation so let's just take a quick break and get straight into it yeah yeah so getting Right into our Rantifesto, our conversation today is about authority. And for me, I was fortunate, unfortunate, to have no sense of externalized authority. It's a very fortunate position to have, but to, in order to get there, um, there was an obliteration that I had to experience where I lost all faith in people that you shouldn't lose faith in at a very tender age, which meant that from a very tender age, it didn't matter if you were my parent or my priest or the police or a teacher. I don't give a fuck. I didn't have, I didn't, it didn't matter to me who you were. If you were being a jerk, you got no respect from me. There was no automatic respect of of structures like that. And I have to acknowledge that as a white person, I can, I, I can get away with that. The reason that I say Black Lives Matter is because I know, I know how I act toward the police. And I've never felt like my life was in danger. And I immediately was like, oh shit. Cause I, I have, uh -huh. my childhood has taught me bad lessons about how to interact with the police. And I'm 10 years old. And I shouldn't be, but I am. And it's never cost me my life because privilege, especially having a vagina and being like, even white men get shot by the police. Any like, men get shot by the police. So even having a vagina helps protect me, not giving a fuck about authority because I'm a, you know, nice white lady. I mean, you're just, you're just cute throwing your little tantrum. That's precious. And that's sort of, you know. That's kind of how. <laughs> that's how the world sees me. <coughs> and I love being underestimated. It, it feeds me. 
But most of my peers don't get that luxury because whether or not we acknowledge it, we've inherited these systems that that train us from a tender, tender age to outsource our authority. To to say, ah, I don't want to take responsibility for what happened right now. There's somebody in charge over there. Salute that person. They are so special. Thank you for taking responsibility for all of our terrible decisions. I don't want to think about them. This is great. That's what most of my peers do. (laughs) I've never had that luxury. And I'm seeing as an adult again and again and again the ways that that behavior, that automatic outsourcing of authority is dangerous. It's absolutely terrible what we're doing. And if we took a moment to just feel our bodies, your body knows right from wrong. Your body will always know right from wrong and your body will tell you when authority has outlived its respect. (laughs) When it overclocks and it starts to get abusive, your body knows. And it just depends on how shut down you are, how willing you are to ignore it or fight back. And to me, I am just so, I'm frustrated. Because I feel like, like content warning for sexual abuse. The children that have been sexually abused, all of them, every single one of them have said, I felt it in my body that something was wrong. But I've been told that adults are right. So I assumed that I was wrong, even though my body told me not to. Even... No. We keep pretending like we exist in a fascist state in spite of not having one. We play pretend when we outsource our authority. And that is just, it's so important to me that I get that out. So that is my Your. opening contribution. Just just light, little, easy. Hmm. Let's talk about authority. That's so fluffy. <laughs> Snuggling. Uh, see, yeah, uh, and uh, like I... You come out swinging and then I start talking about like doing the work with people and like what that actually shows, how that actually shows up. Um, And I think about authority in terms of your own sovereignty, like your own authority over your life and your decisions. Um, And we are taught from an early age to surrender our authority, like surrender our decision-making process. There are a lot of things that I'll encounter with people wanting to change their spaces and they, they very specifically surrender their authority to me. I come in and they're like, tell me what to do. And they are terrified when I say no, because this is your life. This is your home. This is your stuff. You have to be the one to make the decisions around this. And you are the one that has to live with it after I'm gone. And that makes so many people uneasy. I mean, In the work that I do, I actually have to train people to become aware of their own authority and then trust their own authority 
and the work that it takes to get people to even acknowledge that is huge. And then like, it's almost like this terror that they experience when they realize like, oh, I get to decide this. Oh, I have to decide this. And there's like all this oh, pressure. God. Like, oh, no, no, it's, it's okay. Honestly, it's okay. But because you have to learn how to do this in order to take the steps to fix the situation that you're in. Like the, to fix the situation that led to you calling me in the first place. Um, but the work that it takes to get people to the point where they can take that step, um, the level of work that I have to put in with people to do that is a testament to how deeply ingrained that mistrust and distrust of self and like cutting off from your own authority and your own evaluation of what is right for you, what is right in your life. Like that, that is some real tremendous stuff that is going on. And there's sometimes this frustration where it's like, well, I need, it's almost like another thing on the checklist, like, oh, this is something else I'm screwing up. No, you are actively fighting against the way everything is built right now. You there's are no fighting, choreography that you're missing. Yeah, you're fighting against how you were brought up. So yes, this is going to be hard. It's going to feel counterintuitive even, because it, and even that is something that you have to stop and with the pause, with the card, I'm like gesturing at the card. <clears throat> but like pause and ask yourself, like, is this, is this my reaction to what's going on, to my space, to my things, to my world? Or is this someone else's reaction tamping down my authority? Am I surrendering that sort of thought process to another entity? Am I not listening to myself? And that takes work, and it takes practice, and it takes time, and it's not going to happen overnight. But do it. Like that's kind of what it comes down to. You got to do it. I am low-key happy that I brought up choreography, just because what you're talking about is like the 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 patterns that you've inherited are choreographed, and you. Mm are trained to expect choreography. And when you step out of the choreography, you're like, oh, where's, oh. Where, where are my steps? Is there like a little map on the floor where I know where to put my feet? No. Please? No. Is that a, no, you don't get that. No. Sorry, you have to actually do it, make it up, and feel it, move yourself around and feel what feels good. And. I mean Authority kind of acts like training wheels in a way. They're just like, okay, yeah, you're going to operate in this, in this choreographed set of steps, in this sequence. This is the behavior I'm going to do, and then as a result, this is the behavior you're going to do. Like, you know, people pay me, I come in, I tell them what to do. And when I say no, that throws the dance steps off. Like, what do you mean you're not going to tell me no? I'm not going to tell you. I hired a choreographer. We're going to figure this out together, and we're going to step on each other's feet. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah. They, <they're> <laughs> so what does it look like when authority is overclocked? <sighs> and to me, the best example is the leader or parent or whoever's in charge that uses fear as a method of control. 
because there's no way that leader or person in charge has any idea what people really think. They control the space around them and they get so arrogant and high on their own supply about whatever they're on and they can't see possibility, potential, they will crush the most helpful people around them because it disrupts their worldview. <laughs> I, I got news for you, the world changes. <laughs> Regardless of how tightly you just ugh, strangle that wheel you're on, it will move. And you won't see it coming. Also, if you're in an environment where somebody is using fear and that kind of tool to control the space, you got to ask yourself a lot of questions about that space. Like, is it worth it? And maybe you don't have a choice in it. I will pray for you, friend. That sucks. But if you do, get the fuck out. Mm. I think the first step in counteracting any of that with the whole notion of using fear as a method of control, you can't be afraid and curious at the same time. Mm. And that is what I think the value in that, the pause, again, I'm gesturing at the card again, um, that pause where you stop and ask yourself, where is this coming from? What's dictating this reaction? Who, who does this reaction serve? Like start getting curious. I think that's like my, my, thing you can do for this episode is like curiosity cultivate a sense of curiosity about your circumstances about the world circumstances about how they interact with each other about the people who attempt to impose authority on you who attempt to control your actions and reactions get curious about that who does it serve and to what end to really to really make change in the world that we are sharing together with a whole lot of other things and a lot of uh, forces in motion, right? The status quo is about a force that is in motion and it already has momentum. And in, already, in order to break up that momentum and in order to get things to move, you've gotta outwork the status quo. The first thing that you can do to disrupt things is understand that the person with that overclocked sense of authority is arrogant and ignorant of their situation. And if you work harder, if you, you can easily outwork someone who's so arrogant, they think that, that it's easy. They outsource it to people who only say yes to them, they won't even see it coming but you gotta put in the work. It doesn't just happen. Change isn't gonna just happen. It takes immense amount of work to get that fucking, to make the wheel turn in spite of the person. Mm. It, it, it takes a team. It takes an immense amount of pressure. So it's not an easy thing that we're talking about. Oh no. But I think it's absolutely worth showing up for the work and getting it done. Mm. If you would like to hang out with us more on social media out in the world, I am incredibly online. You can find me at Bonus Parent Baba 
all over the place. And you can find me at C King Solutions. That is the letter C K I N G Solutions, all one word, dot com. And if you have a question or comment or a story about overclocked authority in your world, please email us at kindnessecon at gmail.com. You can see the back catalog of more than 50 episodes of our work oh my God. is available at kindnessecon.com. So We've been doing this a while, and I hope you want to <laughs> stay with us and subscribe. Yes. You can do that wherever you found us. Come along for the ride. <laughs> I hope you take excellent care of yourself and the people and the world around you. Stay curious, y'all. I'll see you in the future. And that's a nice looking wave. Welcome to the Kindness Economy Tarot Card Pool. Oh, this deck is stiff. We have a new deck. We, yeah. We are experimenting mm -hmm. with new things. Oh, it's going to take a while for this to soften up. Mm. But using it is part of softening it up. So here we go. Good Lord. Today <laughs> we're going to be talking about authority. Mm. And mm -hmm. the ways that authority shows up. <laughs> inside of our body and outside of our bodies. <laughs> that part. All right, I'm just going to do this. Pick a card, any card. Whoop. Seven of cups. Okay. All right. So we now. are... It's a new deck. It's a new book. I had to rip it out of the box because it was a part of the packaging. And that's fine. Then make the packaging a dust jacket or something so you can slide, slide that out. sucker off. What is it again? Seven of cups. Uh, hey, wow. If I can remember my Roman numerals correctly. All right. My mm. mic is... My wave is wonky. Your wave looks soft as hell. It's Dude. okay. All right. I can... I have... You I can. have after effects. All right. You want me to read it? Yes, please. All right. I'm going to go for the whole page. Seven of cups. Sign slash planet... Venus and Scorpio. Themes, fantasies, misguided, wishful thinking, decoys. Affirmation. I stay true to my heart by carefully distinguishing what matters from what doesn't. Meaning. Life is full of illusions, superficial things and experiences that can make us fall off the spiritual, emotionally fulfilled wagon. In the Seven of Cups, we are presented with a host of tempting options, but none of them are aligned with our soul's true path. Instead of rushing into a choice, wait, your vision may be clouded right now. Take a sacred pause and connect back to your deepest heart's desire. Patience and restraint are your friends right now, so lean on them. Patience and restraint. Uh, I'm going to skip over the reversed because we just draw the cards. Yeah. Uh, but there is a self-care portion of this. Self-care. Mudras, M-U-D-R-A-S, mudras are gentle, meditative placements of your hands and fingers. They're used in Hindu and Buddhist meditation and are said to help with healing and emotional well-being. The Shuni mudra is for patience and understanding. Touch your middle finger to your thumb and apply light pressure. Keep your other fingers extended but relax. Practice holding for 10 minutes per day and try remaining in the present. All right, that All right. sounds good. Yeah. 
We're going to have our conversation today about authority. Mm -hmm. Let's get started. Let's do this.